Welcome to the Lindsay Morrison Podcast. Lindsay is a leading consultant in the world of group fitness, working with industry leaders Les Mills International as a training coordinator and as an international trainer and presenter. Join Lindsay as she chats all things group fitness, fitness management, and interviews industry experts on the latest fitness trends, stats, and insights. Welcome to episode six of the Lindsay Morrison podcast. And um, this episode, I'm joined by a, a very special guest, uh, Mr. Richard Long, or Ricky Long, as as most of you you know him in the Les Mills world. Um, Ricky's a trainer presenter for Les Mills, but there's way more to Ricky than than you know, and I'm sure that he will go into lots of detail about that through this episode. So. Over to you, Ricky. I think if, if you could just let the listeners know who you are, where you're from, and what is your fitness story so far. I like how you introduced me. You called me your uh, special guest. I like that. <laughs> um, and secondly, you called me Ricky Long, which is how I have become known. I am always getting double named now by people. Oh, it's Ricky Long. It's Ricky Long. It's never just Ricky. So I'm Ricky Long. I am a fitness entrepreneur. I run my own business where I help other fitness professionals develop themselves in terms of their fitness and their business. And what a lot of you guys will know me for or be familiar with is I am a trainer for Les Mills UK, I'm a trainer for Body Pump, for Grip and for CX Works. And I've been a trainer seven, eight years since 2012, 13, 14-ish. We come on to the thing. Body Pump 83 is maybe a better kind of landmark for a lot of people. So just to set the scene for you guys, um, you might at some point hear our dog uh, Murphy um, in the background. He is quite needy and he's very jealous that we are sitting together uh, doing a podcast and he because he wants to be on it, obviously. Um, so yeah, you might hear him. You might, um, yeah, scratching or, or making some noises, and that's that's him. It's not it's not Ricky or me or anything. It's <laughs> it's, it's Murphy. So yeah, I'm in a very fortunate position with this podcast that I actually have my guest sat beside me, which is nice. I don't have to do this via Skype or you know video call, which makes the audio much much clearer, which is which is really cool. So yeah that's that's just setting the scene for you guys we're sat side by side in our jammies ricky's got a beer i don't i don't i don't drink so um (laughs) 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 not tonight anyway um yeah but uh, you mentioned there that you describe yourself as a fitness entrepreneur so just for everyone listening could you explain a bit more about what exactly is that um and when did you decide that's what you were or are? So, so the, the term entrepreneur, which maybe I'm a bit uncomfortable with in itself. So the term entrepreneur is actually somebody who takes high financial risk for high financial reward in a number of different things. And whilst that isn't exactly how I live my life, what an, another thing an entrepreneur does is they do several different things kind of with when within one industry so typically when you think business entrepreneur it's you know somebody who owns a hotel and they own you know the shop down the road and a taxi company and maybe have investments in shares so 
bringing that on to me, what I do in fitness. I'm a fitness entrepreneur and I do several things within the fitness industry. Um, like I touched on, I'll do my, my training role for Les Mills. I'll teach Les Mills classes. I'll do online personal training in the form of some of the programs that are run. And I do my coaching and mentoring for my fitness professionals. So I help other fitness professionals break out of that. I'm a PT and I help them become a fitness entrepreneur. And it was, do you remember last year I went the way to that Expert Empires event? So I was forever listening. I was sitting at an event and I was sitting in a room full of strangers and everyone's coaches. I'm going to say a room full of strangers. This is like a massive kind of arena. 800 people there. And the headline speaker was a, a guy called Grant Cardone, who is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire entrepreneur in the States, from the States. The event was put on by Nick James and I just looked around and it, it's it's not about it's it's not about the money, but I realized I was playing such a small game compared to everybody else in that room because I was looking at how can I be a better personal trainer? How can I be a better group fitness instructor? Which really limited my impact and how I wanted to help people and the kind of the skill set and the attributes I consider myself to have. So it's I started to not be a fitness professional and start to be an entrepreneur. Stop being a personal trainer and start being a coach. And as soon as you change your mindset and thinking, it allows you to help more people, which is is what it's for me. Is what it's ultimately about the impact you can have on people. I think that's um, so true. If you think about the reasons why you work in the fitness industry, why why you, why you are a group fitness instructor, why you're a PT, um, you know, why you're a swim teacher, why you know why you work in this industry is ultimately to help people, and you want them to live healthier and happier lives. So. Um, I know from personal experience and, you know, um, seeing the work that you do day in and day out, that you are absolutely grafting at your, um, what's the word, at your craft and um, really uh, made some leaps and shifts and huge, you had a huge impact on many, many, many people's lives over the last year and 18 months. You mentioned there about online coaching and some of the programs that you have put together or, or devised. Do you want to maybe explain a bit more about that? What what sort of programs do you do online and how do people go about finding out more about it? My, my main program is called Jump 4.2 and it's specifically designed for the 24-year-old me. <clears throat> We'll come back with that. Yeah, yeah. So for, for those listeners who know Ricky, he's been 24 for the last 24 years. So <laughs> you can do the math here. So the 24-year-old the me was the guy who taught in the region of 15 group exercise classes. They were a mixture of Les Mills classes, freestyle classes, and a lot of group cycling classes. So I was putting in all this effort in the studios. I was doing my own training. I was doing a lot of CrossFit back then. And I just wasn't getting the results that I felt I deserved and I was frustrated. 
And I might have had the knowledge back then about how to rectify that, but I just didn't have the application. And over the last three, four years, I developed it into a program, not only for myself, and I found these systems that worked for me, and I turned these into a program, and I started to farm it out to other people. And, you know, the first few jumps were good. Um, their biggest strength was also their biggest weakness and that they were all based within a Facebook group. Um, now we have a completely separate education platform. Um, and we also have the Facebook group because everyone's got a Facebook group because Facebook groups are life. Um, you can't have a friend without being on a Facebook group with five other of their friends. Um, but anyway, so we've got the education on one platform and we have a Facebook group, which is where people hang out and support. Um, and so far, that has been really, really good. What We're in July now. That was launched April on the platform. Um, and we're just starting to get people coming out the other side of it with good results. So it's an eight-week program I should have led with. Um, starting to get people come out the other side of it with great shifts in not just their, their training, but their nutrition and their, and their mindset in how they approach it. Because you can have you can have the best training plan in the world, you can have the best nutrition plan in the world, but if your brain isn't connected to it in the right way for you, it, it's worthless, absolutely worthless. And again, speaking as a frustrated group fitness instructor, that was my problem. I wasn't connected with my training, nutrition, and my mindset. And... No, I am trying. I'm, I'm, I mean, my program's really, really selfish because I'm just trying to help 24 year old me. And there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, something that ha that happened tonight was that was really, really cool. And actually, if, if I think back to that moment, I'll tell you, you know, what happened in a second. But I just felt such a sense of, um, I was really proud of the product that you've created um, and the the way that it's helping so many people. So basically we were, it's Friday night, we've got nothing better to do, we're in the gym, <laughs> we're training. Um, we got a weekend off because we're, we're not doing any Les Mills work. Um, and uh, one of our lovely members at Inverclyde Leisure came in the door um, and I've not seen, seen her for a, for a while, um, just through through illness and and whatnot, um, and you know she's she's come out the other side and she's just uh, an inspiration. But um, yeah, I went over, I gave her a hug, and I said, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And um, she went, "Oh, I'm just in to do my training, um, and she, and to follow my program." Uh, and when she showed me the printed piece of paper, it was jump four point two, which was <laughs> which was really cool. Um, so I. Yeah, it was just that moment of, wow, like the stuff that you're doing is just, I, mean, I know it's amazing, I may be biased, but it really is the amount of people that you've really helped and changed their lives through your online coaching is just so, just um, in awe at it. So yeah, it's it's awesome. And how did you feel? I'll tell you how I've been right now. I'm just sitting here smiling, thinking I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, when I, I knew you were talking to someone in the gym, and I turned around and you were talking to Laura, mm. and it was kind of like, oh, so I'll go over and chat. And then I saw the printed piece of paper, 
I was kind of like, that, that's the first time I've seen that. You know, from anyone that haven't even seen people screenshot their printed programs. I've seen people screenshot like the mobile app that we'll have. Um, but to see that was kind of like, wow. Because uh, this is where we are in the fitness industry right now is as, as a personal trainer, as a coach, as a group fitness instructor, you don't have to be in the gym with your client to be having a positive impact on them. Because like, what are you listening to this podcast on right now? You're listening to this podcast on your phone and that phone has every connection to it that you could possibly want. And you can have more touch points and contacts and interaction with your clients and beyond that. And that's, you know, that that's what I'm trying to, to utilize um, because it gives me, again, really, really selfish, but it gives me more satisfaction knowing I can impact as many people as possible. And say that that moment, you know, did, did you know Laura was doing? No, I didn't. That's uh, I, I didn't know. So that's why I was like, "Oh wow, man, that's amazing!" That. Like that is, like that's a moment that I I don't think I'll forget. Like that's it's, it was such a cool moment. Um, it's also my social media post for tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> social media is life, right? <laughs> um, so actually, that's quite a good segue into the other part of your business, which is is helping. PTs to build their business yeah yeah so do you want to explain a bit more about about that and the work that you're doing to really increase the knowledge of PTs and helping them to I guess work a bit smarter um as well I think the the best place to, to start on this one is I've been in the fitness industry since 2002 you know I, I was that kid who in the UK you have to be 16 to join a gym and I was lying about my age from the age of 13, 14, just to get into the gym. Come 16, I've got, this is a long-winded answer. Come 16, all my mates went off and furthered their education and maybe went out and got, um, you know, trades and, you know, joiners, that sort of thing. And I just got a job working in the gym. And people are very like, why'd you get into the fitness industry? It's because I want to help people. That's, that. I'd be lying if I said that was the reason I got in. I got in because I wanted to be in the gym. Free membership. <laughs> Free membership. <laughs> I wanted to train all the time. I wanted to chat to people. I just wanted to be near people. And I didn't realize this at the time. I can look back on this and know this now because when people go to the gym, that is their social time. Like it's Friday night and we were both at the gym on Friday because yeah. that is social to us. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to socialize with those types of people without realizing it. And I wanted to work in their social life. <laughs> Mark just yawned. <laughs> Mark just yawned his board. <laughs> Because <laughs> the answer's too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. fast forward in getting a career in the fitness industry, mm -hmm. I worked up the ladder, um, fitness instructor, PT, group fitness instructor, studio manager, fitness manager, PT manager, um, sales, GM, club owner. And through all that, I kind of never really found in, in typical employed world of exactly what I wanted to do. And you know exactly what made me jump out of bed in the morning. So how I help fitness professionals is I help them run their business, not specifically personal trainers. <laughs> the dog's brilliant. So uh, you can see what's happening, but Murphy is trying to climb up onto the desk in our office and uh, really kind of take over this podcast. <laughs> um, he's, he's trying to wander 
they were talking to. Um, so yeah, and the, the definition of, of be, being a coach, in order to coach someone, you just need to, if you imagine a book, you just need to have read one chapter more than that person you're trying to help. And in the world of being a personal trainer, I know exactly how I can help personal trainers. I know the, the systems that work, the conversations you need to have on the gym floor, the, the products you need to have in place. And what I do is I run a group called The Mastermind, and we basically get up to seven fitness professionals sitting in the room, and we just help each other's business. Because what I don't know, somebody else in that group will know, and what he or she doesn't know, somebody else will know. And you just, you raise each other's game. So like I, I encourage anyone listening to this right now, if you're a fitness professional, if you're self-employed, get yourself a group of like-minded professionals and meet for coffee, for a 30-minute coffee, once a month, and form your own little mastermind and just chat business. So you're not allowed to chat anything else other than business, what's good for you and what challenge you face and help each other. That's essentially what a mastermind is. That's what we do. Um, and get a lot of satisfaction. I've been doing it a year now, officially. Mm -hmm. um, I did a few trial runs before that. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what we do with my fitness professional mentoring. Mm. Which is, you know, a big part of, of what you do. But alongside that is, is your Les Mills work um, as a trainer and presenter. Um, and we... We've known each other. We came onto the team round about the same time. I think I, I was on about six months before you. Um, and it's actually seven years. Because seven years. Facebook reminded me that it was seven years <laughs> the other day. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I can't remember the, the first time we met. Was it like a super quarterly workshop in Gillingham? 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 <laughs> however you pronounce it. Um uh, yeah, and it's crazy, like how things have just changed and 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 stuff over over the years. But in terms of Les Mills, you know, um, you're very well known in the body pump space and the CX workspace. So if you could only do one of those workouts ever again for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Body pump. Yeah. Why? I, I enjoy it more. It was the first. Les Mills program I did still remember that class and it's it's the one that oh I'm gonna oh I'm just gonna say that. I sound so cocky when I'm about to say this it's the one that is effortless to me in terms of learning choreography and how to teach the class and how to interact with members it just it fits well with with me um, whereas everything else does require that extra bit of conscious thinking no body pumps not work body pumps the fun one for me yeah and the rest of them again i, I know loads of instructors will relate to this all, all trainers are the same by the way you know if a trainer ever tells you anything different like yeah, they're lying to you <laughs> yeah so so what's what's your favorite program great why uh because i like to work hard and train hard i like the feeling it gives me at the end of the workout uh, I love the fresh innovation of the workouts, the moves. Um, so yeah, give me grit all day long. You see, you see, I like grit. But, but your knees don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want to feel like that. You know, body pump's nice. Body pump brings me to about eight, nine out of ten. I've still got a bit left in the tank. Grit will destroy me. Yeah, no, two different types of people. Mm. 
Yeah, very, very, very <laughs> different. <laughs> Which actually brings me on to, you talked about, you know, Body Pump's the one programme that you find, you know, quite easy to learn. Um, so how how do you go about learning choreography? What's your starting point? Do you listen to the music or do you read the notes or, you know, how do you go about your learning for that programme? I am going to give you a terrible answer in that I'm a free spirit when it comes to learning choreography. <laughs> for the listeners out there, Lindsay has just eye-rolled. <laughs> if an eye-roll was audible. <laughs> so I'm a free spirit. I don't have one set way in how I learn programs, program to program or release to release. I will tell you the music is always a big part of it for me. So my, my strengths with music is I hear music, I hear beats, I hear rhythms. I hear highs and lows. What I don't hear is lyrics. So I can listen to a song a hundred times and I, I'll only know key words. Whereas I, I discovered this actually a couple of years ago with Adam Burke. Uh, he's a body attack trainer. He's been on body attack 100 and he's the RTC for Ireland and Northern Ireland. He will listen to a song once and he will, he'll know all the lyrics. And I realized, because I knew I was strong with music and he did that when we were practicing something, I can't even remember what it was. And it just opened my eyes to, okay, my strength is in music. But as for the lyrics, that's something that doesn't come naturally to me. So how can I work on my strengths and bring up my weaknesses? Um, and then back to the original question is I will get the music in my head and then the choreography sits on top of it. And, and that's it. And it just makes sense. Because if, if you know the music, like you you know what's coming next. You actually sometimes you don't even need yeah. the notes because it just it'll feel right. And I'm speaking specifically about body pump. Mm. Doesn't work for all programs, mm. um, especially grit. Mm. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm the same. You know, very a musical person. I listen to music, make sure I know inside out. Um, you like to do it. Yeah, I do listen to the music and then I do the workout. So I guess I'm a very much a real combination of actually depends what program so for pump yeah, yeah um visual but auditory as well i'm kinesthetic oh you know yeah it's it's what you say no one size fits all you know you find your own way your own groove of learning the choreography yeah um, i always do grit to learn grit yeah body pump i the first time i physically do the choreography will probably be the first time i'm teaching it yeah, like we all <laughs> we all go in and we'll team teach, and you'll have like literally. Are you gonna this, say it? This is, this is where I'm really jealous. Like you will looked at the choreography about two hours beforehand, and you'll know like five tracks. Like it takes me like two hours to learn two tracks. You know, like but then but then you said you're a free spirit, and that's just exactly what you are. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just go in and roll with it. Whereas I'm very structured i like structure i like to i like to know what's happening i like to know you know so so just to give that some context the first couple of times we teach that's us just kind of feeling our way into you know for, for me it's the choreography and the moves i know for you it's a bit more about the coaching and the objectives and then that leads us up to like maybe teach i know teach four yeah it's like the sweet spot probably for me the fourth time i teach something 
And that's when I want to be ready for showtime. That's when I want to be ready for the presentation, the quarterly workshop, the, the, the whatever it might be. So whether I'm teaching to, to myself in front of the studio mirror, which is quite often, or whether it's to do a class with actual real people or whether it's just to, our, our close friends, it's just about feeling your way in. Um, and that, that's just how I learn on. So that's why I use the term, I'm a bit of a free spirit. So if, if things go a bit wrong, it's in that safe, controlled environment. Um, so as I'm ready for when it actually matters. Mm. And you know, the job that, that we do, um, training and presenting, involves a lot of travelling. You know, we've been to some great places um, up and down the UK and, and Ireland and Northern Ireland and even you know, the opportunities to go to other countries. So where has been the best place that you have visited um, and what has been your most memorable moment in your Les Mills career so far? Best place? And this, this is somewhere I never would have gone to had it not been for being sent there on a module. It was a midweek module, like Wednesday, Thursday or something like that, which never happens. And... It was in a place which I had never heard of, and I hope I pronounce it right, because I always worry when I say this, Western Supermare. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, on the on the May at the time when I was sent there, is outside of Bristol. It is, I think, quite close to Wales. It's obviously on the west coast of England, and it is just a beautiful spot. It was in May, maybe two years ago. The weather was absolutely fantastic. It was midweek. The module... It was a, a seamless module, and the, so on day two, it was also the night <laughs> Man United were playing in the Europa League final, which they won, and I got to sit in Western Supermare on the pier, just looking at beautiful scenery, seeing the team win. Um, that was probably the best place, best moment, best moment, best moment. You've done a few big stage presentations. They're not the best moment. I mean, they're they're good moments. Because yeah. that, that's what every... Like, you have to hold your hands up. When you start becoming a Les Mills instructor and you see the presenters on the big stage in the master classes, you always say, you know, I want that. I want I want, a, I want that for myself. Um, and I was certainly that instructor. I thought, you know, that, that was it. That was the top of the pop. But the, the best moments for me is the first few times I, after I did... IMT's initial training modules and then about six months later you do a quarterly workshop mm -hmm. and an instructor turns up and I remember this her name's Pamela and she came up to me and she said Ricky that was great thank you so much and I was just kind of being polite yeah it was great you know what, what did you enjoy about the workout blah 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 and she called me straight away my face obviously said and she said you don't remember me do you and I was like I'm sorry, where have I seen you before? And she was, we did the body pump module six months ago. And then it hit me. We did the body pump module in Bristol, David Lloyd, Long Ashton. I said, Pamela, I'm so sorry. I forgot. How are you? What's been going on? And then she probably spoke to me for about the next 30, 45 seconds. And I was looking at her and I was smiling and I was taking in the information at the time. But in the back of my head, I was thinking wow, like, you're you're still teaching. I, I trained you six months ago. 
and here you are six months later and you're actually an instructor now. You weren't an instructor six months ago. Now you're an instructor. So six months ago, you did not have the platform to teach 20, 30, 40, 50 people a week. Now, because of how I have helped you with Les Mills, you're now able to do that. So that's the start of that. You know, back to what I said at the beginning, that's the impact that you can have on people. And that was the oh, wow moment. Mm. You know, the big stages are brilliant. Quarterly workshops are brilliant. And singing and dancing on stage and the atmosphere, it's, it's obviously fantastic. But it's, it's those are the better moments. I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like when you get tagged on Facebook. Yeah. Even in just, just the other day, like, you know, um, an instructor, Rachel, I hope she's listening because I know you've listened to some of the podcasts before, Rachel Walker, congratulations on getting elite in body attack. Um, and yeah, Rachel tagged me and it just, yeah, it just fills you with a sense of, you know, pride and, you know, it just makes you feel really warm and really uh, yeah just like you say the impact that that you can have doing this job and you know and it should never be taken for granted the the, the impact that we have on people uh, and the the to, to quote Dave Kyle the ripples that that we mm. that we kind of leave behind and um, so yeah those those are the magic moments the 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 helping our instructor tribe to achieve greatness as our instructor value proposition and that's a hundred percent what we're all about is to to make instructors feel great and give them the tools and the, the confidence and and whatever it is they need to to go out there and and just lead and be fitness leaders leading from the front and living the values if you think about it we we give up our by choice we give up our weekends so we can do these training modules and I'm going to guess Rachel's module with you was six, 12 months ago. Um, I think it was about two or three years ago. Two or three yeah. years. Um, and then on a Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. you get a notification on Facebook. Rachel has tied you on Facebook mm-hmm. and you open it three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon when we are not in Les Mills mode. We're in supposed to three o'clock, you're on school run mode. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see what, that's, that's the effect you've had from as you say two three years ago i'm just using that as an example yeah. and that's for me that's more powerful than hi i'm on the big stage i'm yeah. teaching x y and z uh, however many people yeah yeah definitely um what tell tell um tell everyone what i mean you talked a bit about what how you got into the fitness industry but i'm sure you've probably had jobs out with the fitness industry Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. So, what jobs have you done outside of fitness, and what was your favourite? I have. I'm. I'm trying to work out what what you know and what you don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> this this could be interesting. <laughs> so, when I was sixteen, I started. Secret life. Secret life of working for Sainsbury's, and I was in the petrol station, mm-hmm. and I was a car washing. I absolutely love it. They paid me like seven pounds an hour. I was a sixteen-year-old, mm-hmm. eight years ago. I'm twenty-four, which we covered earlier. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Um, I have worked for Spectator newspapers. Are you going to say Spectator? You don't get that ass. It's the beer. Um, so what it is for Spectator newspapers is 
we were the ones who printed newspapers. So it was a dirty job working with machinery, working with oils, ink, absolutely everything. Um, and a big part of my job was actually driving. So I got to drive from Belfast to Dublin two, three times a week, just delivering newspapers as a paper boy. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what it was, as a paper boy. And they're, they're the two jobs I've had outside of the fitness industry. I am racking my brains right now to think, is there something else? No, there's nothing else. Favourite one? Favourite one? Favourite one? Favourite one? Hard to say which one was favourite. They were, they were both crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, my favourite thing about them is I, I know that I wanted to work in fitness. Mm-hmm. So to, to give people con- context again, it's the same as my job was the job straight out of school when I was also working part-time in the gym as a 16-year-old. And when I started working County Down uh, Spectators, that was because the gym I was working in changed their whole PT, changed their whole membership, become under new owners. So went for, um, I'll give shout outs here, we went from Fitness First Butcher Road and they closed and became a new gym. I won't say who they are because they were crap too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the whole company's not in business anymore. Good. And I left the fitness industry. Because, well, I was a bad PT at the time. I couldn't run my own business. Um, so I was kind of a joke would say, you know, the best PT, sorry, the worst PTs are out of the fitness industry in two years and working in factories. And that was me. And I did, I don't know, about 12 months, 18 months in the factory. And I realised, yeah, I need to be back in fitness. What was it you missed? People smiling. <laughs> yeah. People smiling. And I had, like... I don't know if anyone from the County Down Spectator will listen, but it's just, it, it, it didn't float my boat. I, I, I didn't really care about deadlines. I was you in a free spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't care about the deadlines being at the, in, at the shop in time or the print being done in time. I, I didn't care. It doesn't make me want to get up out of bed in the morning. I'll probably show them my work. <laughs> I'll be very honest. <laughs> So I guess it's fair to say that you were inspired by... I was inspired to get back into fitness. Yeah. <laughs> so in fitness, so who is your inspiration? Do you have someone that... that in fact, if I could make... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, right? Alex Ferguson. Definitely an inspiration. Yeah. One of the few Ryan autobiographies Giggs. I've read. Ryan Giggs. Anyone yes. Man United from the old days? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in inspirations currently, so I have this kind of, I feel like I came to the personal development space and mindset space late. So I've been playing catch up for the last year. And part of those problems is I've read so much content, so many books, um, watched that many seminars, etc. online. I've got a lot of different information from a lot of people. And I've experimented with a lot, some have stuck, some haven't. Um, and the ones that have really stuck is a guy called Brian King. Um, I think Brian's 30, 31. He is a Irish fitness entrepreneur, Galway. Um, and his story is similar to mine in that he was doing the job that, quote unquote, he was meant to do. Because he was told he was meant to do it and realised he was having no impact. And it was kind of the same. So do give that perspective you know 
go and be a personal trainer in the gym, go and be the gym manager, you know, the fitness manager, student manager. You know, that's what I was quote unquote meant to do. And it didn't really fulfill me. And I think it's important to, um, I guess, see that that does fulfil some people. You know, I worked as a fitness manager and um, fitness instructor for for many years. And, you know, we wouldn't be doing what I was doing today if it wasn't for that and those experiences. Um, You know, I think life just takes you on different paths and journeys. And, you know, you just sometimes you have to move on. Um, but at the time you're in those positions and those jobs that you you you, you can be fulfilled in, in those roles. Um, yeah, a lot of people are. It's I was probably I, I didn't make this connection at the time, but look back on it now, I couldn't make the acceptance in my head how it matters what the gym floor looks like. Because you're a free spirit. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I want to deal with people. Yeah. I don't want to deal with, is a treadmill clean or not? I want to deal with the person who's about to get on the treadmill. I couldn't, and I didn't know that back then. I know that now. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying I'll let people get on dirty kit. That's not what I'm saying. So my priorities are on the person's experience from a, a social aspect, from a coaching aspect. Um. And I guess when I was doing all the gym management roles, all the all the other stuff, like I take my hat off to people who do that. Because they I get bogged down in paperwork and admin. Whereas I want I want to be out on the gym floor talking to people. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that if the admin isn't done and you know the, all the, the health and safety stuff and the gym events all need to be done. Whereas in my, in my gym is probably not because I'm talking to everyone. <laughs> 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 so you are Northern Irish. That's good. That's good. Northern Irish. Good, good practice. We'll, 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 um, for anyone listening that has seen anything that we've done on Instagram before, you know, we <laughs> we sometimes you know, take the mickey out of each other. Well, mostly I take the mickey out of your accent, um, to be honest. So I've got, I've got some words that we can talk through at the end of the podcast just for, you know, a bit of a laugh. Have you got them? Like, I've got them written down. Didn't know about that. I've got them written down. No, we're not. But what do you miss about Northern Ireland? Because I know you go, you try and go back home at least once once a month. Um, yeah, a big part of my reason for creating my business was I needed to work from the laptop, so I can go home once a month. Uh, mainly because my mum's there. Um, biggest thing I about Northern Ireland would be my mum. Second thing, do you know what? It's just nice about Northern Ireland, and I know a lot of Scots are going to listen to this, but see, see, everything in Scotland is too far away. Everything, everything in Northern Ireland. The few times you've been over, how close is everything that we do? Like if you, if, it's, it's because Belfast is a city. Yeah. Gurk is a town. Yeah. So you have to drive places to get to places. No, it kills me. <laughs> Belfast, everything is within kind of 20, 30 minutes. If you've ever been to Belfast, there are two big cranes called Harland and Roof. And these cranes are kind of like, they're a gravitational pull. Everything revolves <laughs> around the centre of Belfast. If you're, not, if, if you're 30 minutes from the centre of Belfast, you're not in Belfast. And I, I just like, Belfast, it's close, it's friendly. I, 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 no, <laughs> Joey from Friends. Everybody knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Lawson. 
<laughs> what do you like about Scotland though? Like, what do you like about Scotland? Definitely not the weather. Moan oh, every day. It's, it's cold in Scotland. It's no colder than Belfast. It really is. The reason why I moved to Scotland in the first place was job and work opportunity. The fitness industry is bigger in Scotland. There's more people, there's more gyms, there's more um, gym brands, there's more independence. There, there was just more opportunity for work, therefore more opportunity to impact people. People here are just more switched on to their fitness. Um, didn't really love living in Edinburgh. It was quite big. It was quite fast for me and uh, too much traffic. And now we live in a place called The Rock. Gurok. Gurk. Um, And it's a nice wee peaceful town. We have to drive 15 minutes to get to our nearest Costa. That's how remote we are. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We, I love living in Gurok. So just to set the scene for you guys, you know, we live right beside, beside the water. Um, as it's quite a quirky little town with... Uh, a wee high street sort of uh, in, in the middle of, of town. Everyone knows each other, yeah. except for me. And yeah. I'm just the guy with the accent. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, what advice would you give to a Les Mills instructor coming on to, or an instructor coming on to Les Mills training um, to help them succeed? Are you ready for the free spirit answer? Okay. So I think comedy of Les Mills module can be quite stressful from the outside. And they'll speak to other Les Mills instructors, trainers, get the they'll get the downloads and they'll get a lot of information. See if somebody can turn up the module with the app on their phone working. I'm happy. If they've listened to the music and watched the masterclass and gone to a couple of classes, I think it's Christmas. Yeah, so basically, as, as long as you can prioritise getting the, the music playable on your device when you come to a module, that is the, you know, that's the one thing. Everything else is a, a happy bonus for me. By all means, go to the classes, um, speak to the other instructors and get some advice, but <laughs> please prioritise getting that app, getting that music on your phone, on your laptop. Bring your desktop for <laughs> to the module. I mean... Like it, it's it, it just gives you such a head start on the day, two days, if you have full access. Yeah, definitely. Everything's digital now, isn't it? So mm. yeah, it's it's great advice. Um, loads of amazing advice throughout the podcast for anybody listening that that is a Les Mills instructor or is considering becoming an instructor or maybe some for your PT and you're thinking about, you know, uh, revamping and re-looking at how you're going about your, your PT business, whether it's face-to-face -face or whether you're thinking about going online. Where can um, the listeners contact you? What's the best place? Um, and is it on Instagram or what's the best method of, of contacting you? Best place is Instagram at Ricky Long 42 
I'm on every other social media platform, Ricky Long 42, but the best place is Instagram. That's where you will get a reply the same day. Yeah, so if you like if you like what you heard on this podcast and and you, you want um some really great advice uh, from Ricky then hundred percent reach out to him um and, and he will he will get back to you and, and help you in whatever way that, that you're looking for in terms of whether it's group fitness or whether it's PT or whether it's setting up your online business. Um he is he's the man to help you with that. So I just want to say thank you so much for appearing on episode six of my podcast. We actually didn't talk about your podcast because um because this is my podcast. That's <laughs> no, just quickly before before we finish up, um the reason why I started doing podcasts was actually because Ricky kind of gave me a nudge. Um uh, and it's something that I, I I did want to start, but you know, just didn't have the confidence to do it. So he's really pushed me into this space and um it is only episode six and I'm still learning so your feedback is really important to me. So please make sure that you you send your feedback and either email me lindsay.morrison at lesmills.com or you also find me on Instagram. I'm not Mr. 10K yet, but (laughs) (laughs) you'll find me on Instagram um at Lindsay underscore Morrison. Please take a screenshot of this episode and tag me and Ricky in it and, and, and let me know what you think. And if you've got the time, go on to iTunes and leave a review as well. So we're going to leave you for the last minute with uh, some some wordplay, Northern Ireland versus Scotland. Power. 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 <laughs> Cake. 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 Shower. Shower. Cow. High pull. High pull. <laughs> Down. Down. Here. Her. <laughs> Her. Bear. You see what I have to put up with? Bear. Fur. Howard. Hard. Hard? Hard. Howard. Hard. That gives me a complex trying to... See, right. You know what the English did? The English invented the English language. And then once it left England, everybody else... Put their own spin on it. And what the Northern Irish did is we removed, we made it more efficient. We removed all the syllables. Howard. Like you can see, like Lindsay can see my face. I'm properly straining. Howard. I'm bouncing as well. Hard. That's that's how we all say it. Everybody back home knows what I'm saying. Heels. 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 <laughs> Weight plate. Weight plate. I'm saying it the same. No, you're not. <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. Until next time, uh, we'll catch you soon. You've been listening to the Lindsay Morrison Podcast. Be sure to give us a review on iTunes.